0: All right, what's up, Elevate? We're doing good. Yeah, good to see you this morning. Look at your neighbor telling us, good to see you. Yeah, 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 the worship team did good, didn't they? Let's give it up for the worship team. I, uh, I tried to get them to let me sing with them, and they said no, so I mean, I understand. But uh, anyway, hey, if you don't know me, my name is Robert Andrews, one of the pastors here at Elevate Church, and I'm so glad that you are joining us Today we're in week three of a series we are calling Messy Christmas. Messy uh, Christmas. uh, And what we're talking about is how this time of year is often supposed to be full of joy. It's supposed to be full of laughter. It's supposed to be full of cheer. Uh, but unfortunately for so many of us, if we were just to be honest, uh, it's not always, that's not always the case. The The truth of the matter is Christmas really can oftentimes be uh, messy. And so today I want to talk to you about an unexpected messes, unexpected uh, messes. Uh, I know that uh, uh, the weather is changing just a little bit, it's still hot out there, but tomorrow it's going to be cold. Anybody excited about some cold weather, anybody, just a couple people, Uh, well, how many of y'all today, it doesn't matter how cold it gets to the house, you're still sleeping with a fan on. Yeah, y'all are my people, man. Uh, I don't just use a ceiling fan. I use a box fan. Anybody, you get one in box fans going, man, I love a good fan. It helps me sleep good. I just like air conditioner in general. Like when I get into my car, I keep the truck, the air condition, just going full blast. Anybody else, that's what you do. Amanda, when she gets into the truck with me, she always shuts the vents on her side, which always makes the air blow a little bit harder on my side. So I really love that. But I really like the air to blow so hard. That my hair kind of starts to kind of flow in the wind, so that when I look over at her in the in the passenger seat, it looks like one of those romantic movies. I'm like, "How you doing?" You know what I'm saying? That's what I'll be trying. I'll be trying to do that, but I do. I do. I love air conditioning. I love air conditioning. Some people would call me an air baby. Uh, but I would just say we're blessed, amen, uh, air conditioned. Uh, but this past summer, something unexpected happened. This past summer, I went over to the AC uh, in my house, and I turned that thing on, and I heard it come on, uh, but it, but something was wrong. Something was wrong. It, it didn't feel like it was blowing cold air. So I walked over to one of the air vents, and I put my hand up to feel the air that was coming from the vent, and it was not cold air. It wasn't cold air. And so I looked at Amanda. I said, honey, we got a problem. We got big problems, okay? We, our air condition is not working. And so I'm a so I'm trying to figure out what's wrong. I walk up in the attic and the unit was running. And so I said, okay, something, something's still not right. So then I walk outside to the unit that's outside, you know, sitting on that concrete slab. And I look over there and it's not running. And so I said, yup, there's the problem right there. And so I don't know if any other men are like, I don't know anything about air conditioning. I don't. I know how to turn it on. Uh, but here's what I did. Hit that thing a couple of times. Anybody, when something's not working, you try to hit it a few times, like the magic touch, it's gonna work. No, that's what I tried to do, but it wasn't working. So I called the air conditioned man. The air conditioned man came out and he revealed the obvious to me. He said, Your air conditioned's not working. I said, Really? And so he said, You know what? It's not working. I said, Well, I got a home warranty. He said, You need to call your home warranty people. And so I called the home warranty people. The very next day, they sent out an air conditioned man to look at the unit. And guess what he said? He said, Yep, your air conditioner's not working. I said, Really? I said, I didn't know that. Yes, I knew that. And so I said, Well, look, I just need it fixed. And so he looked up some parts that the air conditioner was going to need. He said, It's going to be seven to 10 days before those parts come in. Seven to 10 days. And now, look, I, I know people lived without air conditioning uh, up until about the 1900s, you know, but that was then. That was before global warming. You know what I'm saying? That was before climate change. I don't know how people make it nowadays without any air conditioning. And so I was like, man, I, I need air seven to ten days. He said, yep, when a part comes in, I'll get it fixed. And so I said, all right, well, on day seven, I hadn't heard anything from the air conditioning man. So you know what I did? I called. And so he said the part hadn't come in. On day eight, you know what I did? Called the air conditioning man. Part hadn't come in. On day nine, I called the air conditioning man. Part hadn't come in. Day 10, I called the air conditioning man again. Part still hasn't come in. Look, it was hotter in my house than it was outside of my house, and outside of the house, and it was hot outside. You know it's bad when you just walk down the hallway and you start sweating. You got to put on deodorant. You know what I'm saying? Like, as you're walking, anybody had to do that? You're like, man, it's just really hot in this house. And so after two weeks, I still didn't have AC, and so I was ready to call FEMA, I was ready to call MEMA, I was ready to call Nemo, I don't know, I was ready to call somebody, we were roughing it. We went 21 days without air condition at our house, 21 days. It was unexpected, it really was. Well, how many of y'all know that the Christmas story is full of unexpected things? It really is. The Christmas story, the events leading up to the first Christmas are full of unexpected things. Happenings. I want you to see what's happening in Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 26. Here's what the Bible says. It says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored. See that exclamation point? He's kind of yelling there. He says, the Lord is with you. Check out the next verse. It says, Mary was greatly troubled. How many of y'all in this situation, you'd be greatly troubled too? I mean, imagine you you wake up one morning, you go to brush your teeth, you know what I'm saying? And so then you kind of bend down to, to spit the, the toothpaste out of your mouth. And when you look back up there in the mirror, it's somebody that you don't recognize standing behind you saying greetings. I mean, what would y'all do? You'd be troubled. Anybody else freaking out? I'm freaking out. You know what I'm saying? That's what would have happened. So she's greatly troubled at his words. And she wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Look at verse 30. But the angel said to her, "'Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end.'" So I want you to think about these events that just happened. Mary has just had an unexpected visitor, right? Not only has Mary had an unexpected visitor, but Mary has received some unexpected news. Uh, And so I want to show you two things. I want to show you two lessons from Mary's life. Two lessons, two things you and I need to learn when it comes to unexpected things and unexpected seasons in our life. The first thing, if you want to write it down and you're keeping notes, the first lesson I want you to see is that you should expect the unexpected. You should expect the unexpected. Again, the time leading up to that very first Christmas was Filled with unexpected events. Mary at this time is between the age of 13 and 16 years old. And an angel shows up with this message. And at the time, Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. Joseph. She was engaged to be married, and, and don't you know that she was excited? Uh, how many wives in the room, you were excited when you married your husband? Raise your hand or you're going to be in trouble, okay? Yeah, 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 you were excited. Uh, ladies usually are really excited when they're about to get married. I, 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 heard a, a little, I heard a story about a little boy named Johnny whose mom took him to his very first wedding, somebody that they knew was getting married, and so they took Johnny to the wedding, and so as Johnny was there, Johnny had a whole lot of questions about the ceremony and about what was happening, and so Johnny looked at his mom and said, Mama, how come the bride's wearing, wearing white? And the, and the mom said, well, Johnny, it's because it's, it's the most happiest day of this bride's life. It's a real happy day. That's why she's wearing white, and so Johnny was like, oh, okay, okay. He says, so Mama, why is the groom wearing black? You know what I mean? Why is the man wearing black? Come on, don't y'all know Mary was excited to get married? She really was. She's getting married. But then out of the blue, this angel shows up with some shocking news, some, some unbelievable news. And the angel says, you're going to have a baby, Mary. Even though you're a virgin, you're going to have a baby. And what's wild is that the angel doesn't even ask Mary for her permission. The angel doesn't even give Mary an option here. This situation was obviously beyond her control. Mary had not been praying to, to have this child. She had not been praying to give birth to the savior of the world. She had no previous warning, no previous knowledge that she was going to be responsible to give birth to Jesus and actually raise the Savior. She she had no knowledge of that. Mary is one of the very few people in this world who can actually say these words and not be lying. Mary could actually say, no one knows what it's like to go through what I'm going through. Mary could literally say those words and not be be lying because, because Mary is a virgin and she has a child. She gets pregnant by God. She raises a perfect child. She watches him die. She watches him buried. She watches him resurrect from the dead. Then she watches him ascend to heaven, never to be seen again. Mary's life was filled with unexpected things and unexpected happenings, and one of the things that you can count on in life is that you can expect the unexpected to happen. You, you can. You can expect the unexpected. Robert, why are you telling me this? I'm telling you this so that you won't be surprised when the unexpected actually happens in your life. I'm telling you this so that when the unexpected happens, you don't turn away from God, and you don't turn away from the church, and you don't turn away from the people of God, and you don't turn away from the things of God. I want you to know that you can expect the unexpected. If you live long enough, someone you love, maybe even you, someone you love will be diagnosed with some sort of disease or sickness. If you live long enough, someone that you love will will pass away. If you live long enough, you might lose your job. If you live long enough, you will have some financial problems. If you live long enough, you might even have some marriage problems. If you live long enough, you will have some relationship problems. Someone will betray you. Someone will lie on you. Life will throw you curveballs and you will begin to think nobody knows. What it's like to go through what I'm going through. Nobody knows this pain that I'm experiencing in my life. Nobody knows the kind of loneliness that I face every day. But the reality is, in life, we can all expect the unexpected. The second lesson, if you're keeping notes, you want to write it down. Not only should you expect the unexpected, but the second thing I want you to see is that your unexpected season can create confusion. Your unexpected season can create confusion. Again, the, the, the story leading up to this birth of Christ, or so the birth of Christ is, is filled with unexpected events, and it causes confusion. I want you to see this in Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 29. The Bible says, Mary was greatly troubled at his words, and she wondered, what kind of greeting This might be, she's confused. Then if you skip on down to verse 34, the Bible says, how will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin, she's confused. How in the world am I going to have a baby? I'm I'm a virgin. Mary probably thought, I don't even know if I want a a baby. Why is this happening to me? I I can't help but think that Mary might have said some of those things. She might have said something along those lines. She might have even said, this is going to mess up my plans, the plans that I have because she was planning to get married she was looking forward to her future with joseph and now she gets this unexpected news that causes her confusion this whole announcement causes confusion between Joseph and Mary. It causes confusion in their relationship. The Bible says that when Joseph found out that Mary was pregnant, that he was actually going to leave her, which would have meant she would have been responsible for raising this baby all by herself. And I can't help but think that in those moments, Mary's beginning to think, why in the world is this happening to me, God? She was confused. She was confused by the rejection she received from Joseph. She was confused by the rejection she probably received from other members of her family. See, I can't help but think that there were members of her family that didn't believe the whole story that she was saying, that she was pregnant by by God. Don't you know that at some of those family get-togethers, some of those other family members were whispering to one another, did you hear? Did you hear about marriage? I knew it, I knew it, I knew that girl was messing around with Joseph, I knew it, she always walks around like she's better than everybody and she doesn't ever make any mistake. but I knew she was messing around, I knew it, and she keeps saying she's a virgin, she, that girl lying, she got liability, she need to stop, you know what I'm saying, Lion. lying, Don't you know that's what was happening with the the family, man? She was confused by her family's rejection, and she was confused by the community's rejection. She was. Again, think about the gossip that was going around. Did you hear about Mary? She's saying she's pregnant by God. She told Joseph she was pregnant by God, and Joseph believes her. I knew Joseph was a little slow. But come on I didn't know it was that slow. He actually he actually believes her. She was confused by the rejection and she was confused because now her life was in jeopardy. It really was. See according to the law she could have been stoned to death. If you remember in John chapter 8, a woman is caught in the act of adultery, and she's brought before Jesus, and there are all these Pharisees, there are all these men who actually want to stone her to death because the law permitted it. Come on, can't you see that this is a confusing time for Mary? Joseph was going to leave her. Her family and the community rejects her. She might even be killed. And So what I know today is that some of the people in this room, you are... Facing an unexpected season in your life right now. You're facing something difficult that has brought confusion to you. Confusion. And you're thinking this Christmas season, why in the world is this happening to me? Why in the world am I going this. Why in the world are our finances so messed up? Why in the world are our relationships so messed up? Why in the world am I going through this sickness? Why in the world are we experiencing this? You are confused. Well, I want to help you today. And so I want to show you three great responses when you experience unexpected seasons. These things will help you. The first thing that I want you to see, the first great response when you are experiencing an unexpected season is you've got to trust God. You've got to trust God, now it's hard to do, but as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus Christ, what you have to do is you've got to remember that even during the hardest season of your life, during the darkest season of your life, God is with you. Look at what the Bible says in Luke chapter 1 verse 28, we've already read this verse once, but the angel goes to her and says, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is what? The Lord is with you. Mary is getting ready to experience this long, unexpected season. You don't get pregnant one morning and have the baby that night. How many of y'all know that, right? That bun's got to bake in the oven, right? It's a long, unexpected season. Joseph was planning to leave her, but God was with her. Some of her family flipped out on her, but guess what? God was with her. Her, She's getting ready to give birth to the Savior of the world. She goes to an inn trying to find room. There's no room for her in the inn, but God was with her. Her, Herod, is trying to kill her baby, but guess what? God is with her. She faced one unexpected thing after another, and God was still with her. And I'm telling you today that just because you are facing an unexpected season in your life, that does not mean that God is not with you. God promises never to leave you and never to forsake you. God is with you. And if he's with you, he will help you. He will. He was with Mary and he helped Mary. Sure, it was hard. Sure, it was difficult. Sure, it was tough. But God was with her. She just had to trust God. And that's what you and I have to do. You've got to trust God. That means you've got to stop trying to figure out how it's all going to work out. You've got to stop trying to figure out how you can control things and take control and fix it. You've got to let go and let God. You've got to let go and let God. That's what Mary does. Look at verse 38 of Luke chapter 1. The Bible says this, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be fulfilled in me. Then the angel left her. I want you to think about what Mary's actually saying right there. What she's actually saying is that Joseph might actually leave me. I may have to raise this child by myself. My family might not believe me. The community might reject me. I might even get stoned to death. But I am the Lord's servant. I'm going to trust God and follow God no matter what. I'm going to trust Him during this messy season of my life. I am the Lord's servant. we got to let go and let God. How many of you guys ever uh, drive your vehicle and it gets kind of dirty, right? It Gets messy. I got a wife and three kids, so my car it gets messy. Any, y'all, some of y'all line. I'm gonna go I look in the parking lot. Y'all's cars are messy. Look, ooh, y'all need to clean up. Anybody walk by somebody, you're like, oh my goodness. Anyway, but I got. I'll drive my. i drive my truck for a little while, and you know, just like you. And as you drive it, it gets it gets messy. It gets messy, and so from time to time, I'll, I'll go up to the car wash up there on the hill, you know what I mean, the automatic car wash, and what will happen is you drive through there, and there's always a guy there directing you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? They direct you. Then when you come far enough, they say, what's that mean? Stop, and then they give you the sign. What's that mean? Put, put the car in neutral. That's what that means, and then they say, hey, hands off the steering wheel, Hands off the, put your hand, that'd be weird. Put your, take your foot off the brake, right? You me to, put your foot off the brake. Don't put your foot on the gas. And then what happens is as you do that, that truck, that car starts to move automatically, right? And as long as you keep your hands off the steering wheel, as long as you keep your foot off the gas and off the brakes, as you go, that car wash will clean up the mess on your car, Well, when you've got a mess in your life, it might be hard to do, but what some of us really need to do right here is just take our hands off the steering wheel and our foot off the gas and our foot off the brake and let God carry us through and trust God to clean up the mess of our lives. I promise you, I promise you the more that you try to control it, the messier it's going to get. It is. We've got to trust God to clean up mess and to take care of the mess, Mary says, you know what? I'm trusting you, God. I am the Lord's servant. I'm trusting you through this messy season. The second great response that I want you to see that Mary's God is not only does she trust God, but the second great response that you and I also need to follow is we need to find an encouraging and godly friend. We need to find an encouraging and godly friend. Look at Luke chapter 1, verses 39 through 45. Here's what the Bible says. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried. Let me stop right there. Don't miss that. What did she do? She hurried. She hurried. When this unexpected season came, she didn't wait around. She didn't isolate herself. She didn't sulk in the misery that was going on. She hurried. She went out and she found somebody. She didn't close herself off. She hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. Again, she didn't wait on somebody to come to her during her mess. She didn't wait. She didn't think Nobody, nobody's coming to my house. Nobody cares about me. What did she do? She went right out immediately. She hurried to find somebody who could encourage her. She surrounded herself with godly people. And that's exactly what you and I need when we're going through messy times in our life is we need to surround ourselves with encouraging and godly people. Look at verse 41. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is this child that you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill her promises to her. Let me tell you what happens right there. Mary goes out. And she finds Elizabeth, and the scripture actually teaches us that she stays there for three months, and Elizabeth encourages Mary during that unexpected and messy season. Maybe Mary was running away from the rejection that she was receiving at home. Maybe she was running away from the rejection she was receiving in the community. Maybe she was running away because Joseph was upset with her. I don't know what all she was running away from, but again, she got herself around a godly woman and around a godly home and around a godly household. Listen to me. The worst mistake that people can make when they're going through a tough time is to isolate themselves, to stop going to church, to stop being around other Christians because when you do that, you'll get more discouraged and you'll get more depressed and you'll begin to think that nobody loves you. I'm telling you, you have to get around godly people who will encourage you during your unexpected season. That's why the church and small group are so important. If you're not involved in a small group, I want to encourage you to do that. Our next semester is going to kick off at the end of January, but that's where you're going to be able to encourage others and also be encouraged when you are going through life's unexpected messes. Mary went and found Elizabeth. You and I need to do the same. Well, there's a third great response when it comes to the unexpected seasons in our life. Not only do we trust God, not only do we find an encouraging and godly person, but the next thing that I want you to see you've got to do is you've got to replace worry with worship. You have to replace worry with worship. I want you to see this story, Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 46. The Bible says this, Mary responded. How does, how does, how does she respond to this mess, Mary responds, Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl. And from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all Who fear him. Again, Mary receives this news. I'm wrapping up here. She's going to have a baby. She's pregnant. There's going to be this difficult season and this struggle. There's going to be this fallout, this mess again that happens. But praise the Lord, she says. My spirit rejoices in my Savior. Praise the king, she says. Mary decides to worship instead of worry. And when the unexpected comes in your life, and when the unexpected comes in my life, that's exactly what we have to do. We've got to worship our way through difficult seasons. We don't worry our way through. We worship. Because worry won't change your difficult season. Worry won't make anything Better, but worship will. Worship has the power to change your season. Worship has the power to change your situation. Worship has the power to change your circumstances. Worship has the power to change you and to change your heart and to change your perspective. It will cause the burdens that you are carrying to become lighter and lighter if you will worship your way through. Instead of worry your way through. you got to praise yourself. Is there anybody here that knows what I'm talking about? When you're going through something tough, you say, you know what? I'm going to praise God anyway. God is good all the time. All the time. He is good. He is loving. He has done great things for me. I worship the King. (laughs) Mary says, oh, my soul. Oh, my soul. Praises you. And I'm telling you, if you're going through something difficult today, that's what you got to do. You got to trust God. You need to find encouraging and godly people. And you need to replace worry with worship, with every head bowed and every eye closed. I don't know where you're at in your spiritual life, but I wonder today. If there are some people here and you're going through something tough, something difficult, and it's causing confusion in your life, you're wondering why, why? Just like Mary was wondering why. And if you'd say, Robert, would you pray for me? Right where you are, I'm just going to ask that you lift your hand. Father, there are a lot of hands as we enter into this Christmas season that are acknowledging, you know what, things are a mess. They're messy. Father, but I pray that even in the mess of all the things that we are experiencing right now, we will praise you. Father, my prayer would be that we would keep our eyes on you. Father, that we would realize that you've done so many great things in our life, and you haven't brought us to where we are right now in our life to fail us. Father, you are with us. And so I pray that we would recognize your presence, and I pray that we would give everything that we've got to you. Again, our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, but I wonder today if maybe you're here and you came in and you really feel defeated. You feel like you're going through everything in your life all by yourself and you don't know Jesus. You don't yet know this God who says, I'll be with you. You don't yet know this Jesus whom God sent to encourage you and help you. And you'd say, today I want to know him. Today I want to give him my heart. Today I want to be saved. Today I want to surrender to him. If that's you, right where you are, I'm going to ask that you pray this prayer. Father, today, would you forgive me of all of my sins? Father, would you save me right now? I confess you as Lord. I confess you as Savior. And I pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit would feel me and change me into a new person. Not a better version of the old me, but a, but, a, but a new me, just like your word says. Thank you right now, Father, for saving me. Again, our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. But today, I just wonder, if you prayed to receive Jesus, if you prayed to be saved, would you do me a favor? Right where you are, would you just lift your hand and say, Hey, you know what? I gave my heart to Christ. Amen. 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 Father, we praise you right now. We praise you for new life. We praise you that you are here. Father, I just ask that you would continue to be with us during this worship experience. Father, we praise you, King. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.